Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Shaka. Here's up. We'll kick things off in Spain. What a brilliant match between Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey round of 16. In the end, it would be Atleti who would advance to the draw on Friday. Both teams having chances. 2-2 would take it into extra time. The winning goal, though, scored by Antoine Griezmann. And what a goal, Craig. Great goal, but I think Chouameni should certainly have got across and helped out Vinicius Jr. He didn't, and they paid the penalty. They really should have just gone to extra time because this follows a trend. And what a trend. This is now the eighth time these two teams have faced, uh, faced off in an elimination format and for the eighth time once again it goes to extra time. Uh, we welcome to the show Frank LeBeouf uh, joins us here in Frank in a moment. That was great wasn't it? That's what you want from a cup time. No I'm not a mathematician but that's 14 goals right? I believe Yes. in the last two games mm -hmm. between these two sides. Yeah. I am absolutely loving this version of Atletico Madrid. Yep. From the depths of despair of not wanting to watch them play. The Real Betis rant. Early in the season. Yep. To this version that we've been sort of calling out for, more expansive, uh, more attacking, utilising these quality players that they do have. These, these players that can influence games and, and can cut teams open and can score goals. And it's not just about defending. And yeah, it's, it's leaving them more susceptible at the other end to, to counter-attacks and it's putting Jan Oblak under more pressure. But by God, particularly at home, it's really, really good to watch. And, and yeah, Real Madrid had more possession, but it's hard to argue that in the end, yeah. uh, Atletico Madrid didn't deserve to win this game. Uh, Real Madrid fans will disagree, but this was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It, it absolutely was. I, I, I thought, again... You knew coming into this, two very good footballing teams. The only question would be which version of Atletico Madrid would show up. I'm happy to say, as, as Craig just, just alluded to, is this more attack-minded one that not just pragmatic and physical, but one that utilises <coughs> the full talents available to, to this squad. And then Real Madrid, we know who they are. Um, that, that didn't change. And, and it turned out to be a, a wonderful football game between two really good teams. And now the winner, Atletico Madrid, of course, will be the, the, the favourites to go on and, and win, mm -hmm. this, win this title. And while you cannot take anything away from Atletico Madrid and their post-game celebrations, there's still a long way to go yet. But this is a huge scalp, especially given everything that's kind of happened in the build-up to this game. This crowd get behind this team, even in the most turgid performances. Yes. And somehow you sit and you wonder and you go... How can 60-odd thousand be so excited about watching what they've been watching? So can you imagine when they see performances like this, where it's end-to-end, -end, what the atmosphere... Uh, Those whistles like. in extra time when Real Madrid had possession, you could just hear them. Can you reverberate yeah, around there's the no doubt they, they've, they, There's no doubt they have harnessed this uh, atmosphere, this backs to the wall, everybody hates us, and some do. This, this, just this mentality that I suppose in some way comes from comes from the coach all the way through to the playing staff and it's far from perfection but but boy this is a big big scalp for them particularly coming off the back of the five goals they lost in Saudi Arabia particularly that they've just fallen off the top of the, the title race in terms of the gap is open for them and they lost a little bit of form, they lost a little bit of energy and you just felt that they got that back tonight. And of course a Frenchman who scores the winner Frank. Yes, and it was from far not his best game ever. He was celebrated at first, but uh, except his goal, I would say that uh, he wasn't the Griezmann that I was expecting to see today. But what a goal. What he did to Vinicius Jr. was uh, 
was absolutely perfection on the on the right side and how he finished the uh, the action was great i loved all the dramas of the game i loved everything i saw because we saw mistakes uh, we saw yeah big errors and uh, we saw that on that goal specifically uh, maybe from Chouamini and and craig eluded it but uh, I saw a football game. Mm. Without mistakes, there is no goals. But you have to have two teams who give their best to, uh, to have those sort of uh, dramas. And uh, what I liked, and the two differences between Madrid and the two Madrid is you have, in fact, certainties from Real Madrid about what they, what they have in hand, the game that they have, but, but bring it to a sloppiness in a way because they're sure to come back. So they don't... They don't uh, how do you say, they don't go to stress and uh, they, they know that at some point it's going to come, but they are confronted to a team who have a self-belief which is unbelievable and, uh, and it, it's come, it comes from the coach and this craziness in fact, and it's what I loved about those two teams because they're completely different but they fight for something which is the best of the best and, uh, and they never give up and I loved it I love the confrontation from two completely different way of thinking the game, but uh, what a game. Where did Real Madrid lose this game today? Uh, I'm trying to think back to all the goals now. I, I mean, where they lost it was they weren't clinical enough when they had possession and they had some chances. And All Black, you know, made some mistakes and, and Atleti made some, made some mistakes. I think they lost the game maybe as it went on in the middle of the park. Mm -hmm. You know, Modric didn't put his hand up to be in the team before Tony Cross. The Chiamani situation baffles me. He's one of the freshest players on the field. He's only off the bench. He's got his mate who's played all game and he's now chasing back into the left-back area, mm. Vinicius Jr. And he's chasing one of the most creative players in Spanish football, in Antoine Griezmann. And he's used to use this word again. He's sauntering, he's ambling. And it, and it absolutely baffles me why, and that's not, the, listen, it's not the only reason why they lost, but they certainly lost a goal. And if, and if Chiamani is alert and doing what a defensive midfielder should do and sees that, that happening in front of him, he busts a gut to get over there. And there is no way in the world that Antoine Griezmann can get the strike away. Right. He's then going to have to beat Chiamani as well and do what he did. So why doesn't he? I thought he just is either. This is what I'm saying. It, it baffles me with some of these players. They either don't see it, yeah. they don't read it, or they just can't be bothered to get across. Now, is this. I, I don't think there's much of an excuse for this. Well, look, look, you, 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 he's seeing this all the way. He he's seeing this all the way and, and, and makes absolutely no attempt, not just to cover Vinicius Jr., but to at least get in, in, in the path. Watch this. There are, there are two Real Madrid defenders marking one person. They don't need a third person. Right. He has to get out. But look where two are men. Can I, can I say something? Great, Frank. Can I? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a reflex that Tramini doesn't have because he's not a centre-back. He's a midfielder. And he hasn't got that reflex. I'm very disappointed by... I think it's Nacho next to him. Nacho has to go. He knows that he has to go because he knows that Chouamini doesn't have that reflex. You have to, 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 uh, to make sure that Vinicius has been helped out. And, uh, and uh, the only way that you can do it is to, is to take the decision to go for it. I think Chouamini hasn't got that reflex because he's not a, in a survival situation. And that's what we are when we are set to backs. We know that if we don't do that, it's straight to the goalkeeper. 
midfielder, they know that maybe the defenders are there. And Tramini thinks, as his mindset is, that somebody's going to cover him or is going to go for Vinicius. That's get, the main no, problem what, that Tramini yeah. has I get, in that I get, situation. I get what you're saying, Frank, but, but we're not talking about uh, Brahim Diaz in that position. Right. We're not talking about Rodrigo. Tramini's a defensive midfielder. Guess what defensive midfielders have to do? Not just now. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they have to track runners. They have to sense danger. They have to cover fullbacks. That's what the best ones do. The best, one of the best ones at the moment is Rodri playing for Man City. He covers everybody. And the better players mm. sense that. As a midfielder, when you see that happening, do I think as a midfielder, oh, I'll, I'll just leave him be? Or is my first thought, I need to go over there and double up because he's in trouble? That's just that, that's, that, that should be automatic for him. And it's almost to me, when I watch some of these players, it's like, well, I wasn't told to go and do it. You have to, you know, Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira. I mentioned Rodri. There are, there are others out there. They are the best and have been the best at what they do because they read these scenarios and they snuff them out. And, and, and I think he was culpable there for just not getting across and doing his job. I, I, I agree. I think he is culpable. But I, I do take Frank's point that maybe it doesn't come as naturally to him as it does to Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira. And, and too many is still growing into to, to that position. Well, they he's, better hurry up. He's, he's a defensive he's, midfielder. Yeah, but he's not a starter for a reason. He's not a starter. Let, let, let's admit that. He's, he's not a starter for a reason. He's growing in, into that position. But at the same time, if we discuss where it kind of went wrong for, for Madrid, I, a lot of the... Madrid boxed the first half. Yeah. And, and did so with 10 men, let's be honest. Luka Modric was, was only on the park for set pieces. He didn't offer an awful lot. So I, I, I think at, at moments like that, you go to somewhere like the Metropolitano um, and you, you have command of the game, you have got to, you have got to separate yourself from Atletico Madrid. And, and they couldn't. Not, not for want of trying, but I, I just feel that Luka Modric, as, as outstanding a player as he was, I thought he was a little bit of a passenger for Real Madrid today. Uh, obviously, we thought, all right, Ancelotti solved his goalkeeping problems. He's got Lunin now as his number one. Kepa making the mistake in yep. that game against Atleti last week. Lunin at fault for the second yep. goal and Morata. Now it's another head-scratch as to what he's going to do going forward. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think this is where uh, Carlo Ancelotti hasn't really helped himself in, in not deciding who's, who's his preferred number one. As I've, I've said before, I, I think Lunin is, is the better of the two. But this, it, it, it was not. He made some good saves, but this really, uh, as a goalkeeper, you're defined by the mistakes you make, by the easy goals that you concede. And, and this certainly is, is one that I, I put down to him. Just didn't react quickly enough of the deflection, and then when he did, uh, I, I thought his, his angle of approach, his decision-making was entirely wrong. It's just, again, one that he just has to take on I the chin. I think what they have, they have two goalkeepers that we could perceive as being OK. Mm -hmm. And Real Madrid, you know, when you think about Courtois and Claudio mm -hmm. Brava and, and others, it's, they just aim for so much higher than that, and, and they're in, in, in a quandary now because of this... Uh, Courtois injury that was picked up in, in the summer and look Kepa got better Chelsea, you know Kepa went to Chelsea his big money signing had a horrendous time right and the players lost confidence the manager he was dropped and nobody fancied him somehow he found his way back in and actually played not too bad mm -hmm. but not to the standard of what Real Madrid yes. really yeah. are looking for let, yeah. let, let's be honest Real Madrid have two number twos 
in, in, in Lunen and Kepo. But yeah. They, they're, they're not starting goalkeepers by, by, by any measure. Where's Kayla Navas these days? What's he up to? Again? Uh, I, well, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> but but, but and, and being a number two is a totally different mindset from being an established number one. Being a number two for somebody like Thibaut Courtois, even more so. And I think that's what, what you're seeing. Whenever a number two... Um, has a sustained run in the team, you will see mistakes crop in. The, mi- the mindset is, is, is totally different in, 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 in how you go about your business. And I think that's what you're seeing. Kepa gets an extended run, starts making mistakes. You can't really describe this as an extended run, but it looks like Lunin is about to embark on an, an extended run and little mistakes, little concentration errors are creeping into Do his Do they game. go out, I wonder, in this period between now and the end of the January and try and find somebody that... I don't think Kepa so. was supposed to be that, well, wasn't it? Yeah, but, I, I don't well, they, think so. Well, clearly the manager has got no confidence in Kepa and I, I would imagine his confidence is... It, it, what little is left is probably drained after that Lunin performance. So what do they do? They just, do they say, right, OK... We just this is what we got, and we have to figure it out and go with them between now and the end of the season because you know they're fighting what they're fighting for the league with Girona, might mm-hmm. be might be a couple of other teams. We'll see. Uh, the Champions League is going to be huge for them again, yes. and they can't. It's going to be difficult to carry passengers and at the moment. The goalkeeper issue and all these other issues that Ancelotti's had, he now he's now got another one in goals again. Yeah, That's yeah, a problem. Yeah, here's my question to that: If if you are a number one, as as I'm calling it. Um, and Real Madrid, wow, wow, you, you never turn that call down. You know you're playing for, what, six months? Then because once Coutoir gets fit, you're, you're, you're now a number two. So how, how does that, again, kind of affect what Real Madrid does in this transfer window? Elsewhere on Thursday, we saw Barcelona taking on the lowest level side left in the competition, Uniistas, and boy, did they put up a game against Xavi's side. In fact, they took the lead in some style in the 31st minute. Great goal from Alvaro Gomez. Ferran Torres, though, would score just before the break. And then goals from Koundé and Balde would seal the deal for Barca and see them through to the next round. Interesting stuff from Koundé after the game. Uh, At the end of the day, you can talk about the coach, but we the players are the ones on the pitch. When there are bad results, it's also our fault, of course. We had to react tonight. This game was important and we have to move forward with intensity, which is what I think we have lacked this season. We had to react tonight. They didn't really for a long time. Mutiny averted. Well, indeed. Because if you'd listened to the last few days, and we talked about it on the show yesterday, about the grumblings from... The playing side of things at Barcelona when uh, after that dreadful performance in the, the Supercopa and, and, and tonight it was, you know, it's just, I would describe it as nothing more than getting the job done. Yes. Which is what ultimately they needed mm-hmm. to do. Uh, and from the other aspect, at least it was a contest uh, and Unionista can be proud of what they offered, but there was nothing, once again, I saw in that Barcelona performance that says to me, they're going to put a run together and they're going to be back in this league title challenge. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, beating Unionistas 3-1 isn't going to take the pressure off. No, it's not, but, but it's the only thing that mattered. In, in all honesty, before the game, we were talking to Sid Lowe and he said Barcelona's results have not been that great. Their performances have been far worse. Right to today, it was just about the final scoreline, getting through to the next round. Given, given the pressure that everybody who, who's put on this Barcelona's trip, the pressure that Xavi has been under, that all you needed to, to be in the draw for, for, for the next round. The performances at this point didn't matter. Again, you, you trounce Unionistas 5-0, it, it doesn't change that pressure at all. You win 3-1, you move on, 
you have an opportunity to, to now address that pressure, those poor the performances. The fact that they should have lost a goal in, what, 45 seconds? Mm. I mean, and it was a great play, a great run, as Shaki mentioned. The finish should have been a lot better, but the fact, and you saw Chavi's reaction, he was like banging the, the technical error of the dugouts, and this is unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable. I mean, it's not like they're playing against top elite-class players, and yet they allowed this team... I mean, it was 1-0 up until just before half-time, but they allowed them almost to take the lead inside a minute of this game. There's a lot of work to be done at this football club, and these players are going to have to do a lot to convince... And they can say all they want about, oh, we need to do this and we need to do that, because when they don't perform, right, and words are cheap, but when they don't perform, it's only one man's head that's going to roll eventually, and he better hope that most of these players are going to get their finger out between now and the end of the season. Otherwise, he's going to be struggling, Xavi, to keep a job come May. So, Barcelona are in the draw then for the quarterfinals of the Copa del Rey. The draw which takes place uh, tomorrow at uh, 7am Eastern. Uh, as you can see, Barca, head and shoulders above everyone else considering how many titles they've won. But I think you would be pushed to say they are favourites to go on and win their 32nd title. And that mantle at the moment surely belongs to Atletico Madrid. Those quarterfinals, by the way, it's a free draw, will be next midweek. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
It was quite a game between Egypt and Ghana. It finished two apiece, but the big story coming out of it, Mo Salah just before half-time, indicating that he needed to come off. As it stands, we don't really have much more news on the injury. Uh, the coach coming out afterwards and pretty much saying exactly that, hoping it's not too serious. Uh, the big report was that Mo Salah was walking, okay, and smiling. Oh. So we can read Well, I'm an expert in that front. Yeah, of smiling. <laughs> so well, I, walking. I, I, feel, I feel that I should pitch in. <laughs> well, I think the big, one of the big concerns, obviously, if you've got, he's got an injury, we don't know how bad it is, is, is not just, you know, what's the length of the injury? Is it a few days? Is it, is it weeks? But are Egypt going to try and risk yeah. playing him and making it worse? Because it's a big tournament for them. Of course. And they're not too fussed about how Liverpool do in the Premier League. They're concerned about how they do in this African Cup of Nations. And they're going to try and take some chances with Mo Salah. Yeah. That's the big concern for Liverpool going forward. Would Liverpool have any input in that? No. This is entirely Egypt's decision. Between Egypt, <clears throat> excuse me, between Egypt and, and Mo Salah, how Salah feels, how the injury is progressing... And of course, as Craig mentioned, in this, quick, in this tournament format, games are coming very quickly. So there really isn't a whole lot of time to rest and, and, and get, come, get yourself back to full fitness. So it's, it's, it's entirely Egypt's decision. Liverpool can call and ask, but truth be told, it's, it's their decision. And when, in, you're in, when you're in that scenario as a player, you're not thinking... Although I'm sure he loves Liverpool, he's, he's been mm. a great servant mm -hmm. to them and they've been great for him. He's a fantastic rapport with, with the supporters. But at this moment in time, kind of there in the back of his mind. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's such a big tournament for that part of the world that he's thinking about his country and how important it is for them. And oh, I, can, yeah, I can feel a little, but I'm going to take a chance. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a kind of player's mentality. It's difficult to go to such a major tournament and say, mm, I'm not sure, I've got to think about my club. That, generally, players don't think that way. And overall, you, don't, you think it's a mute point to talk about title race with Liverpool because you think Manchester City... Yeah, I, I think even with Mo Salah, Manchester City are favourites for Liverpool to stand any chance at all. They need Mo Salah not fully fit, not, not partially fit at all. Because while they have players who will come in and fit in, nobody does what Mo Salah does. Mm. And you, you, you can't fill that kind of a void in terms of, of goals and hope to keep a pace with a Manchester City who seem to be hitting full form, their, their fullest form, which they seem to do every single year. Last word, Craig? Well, let's hope from a plain perspective that it's not too bad for club and country and he, and he comes back fit and ready to break. go. And, I'm, I'm, and, and, and The smile and, specialist. And, and, <laughs> and Jurgen Klopp is hoping the same thing. Let's get the hell off air here. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done, of course, in action uh, at the weekend that is full of in the Carabao Cup. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, we saw a big win for Nigeria, beating host Ivory Coast by one goal to nil. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Cameroon are looking, trying to get their uh, tournament kick-started after that 1-1 draw in the opening game. We've talked a lot uh, about Onana and his absence so far uh, from this tournament. He addressed it by saying, let people continue to criticise me. I'm used to it. I do what is good for my country. It's like choosing between my father and my mother, but my country comes first. That's why I'm here. We're together. I have a lot of things to say, but I won't say it here because we are in a competition. I'm one of those leaders, so I take responsibilities, and that is why I'm here. I don't want people to criticise 
the youngest. He wants to, to take all well, of Well, this process. country doesn't come for... So I don't want to go over yeah. all the ground. And go I know, we go back to the World Cup, obviously. I'm more interested in which one, which one is his mother, which one is his father. Oh. Um, well, I, if his country comes first, right, which is his words, then how come he was lingering around getting Man United a very valuable point at home to Tottenham? Mm-hmm. Man United came first. Because if the country... If you, can, you, you can't have it both ways, right? If you, if, you, yeah. if you want to help Man United, which he did, then come out and say, I, I felt obligated to, to play for my club team here and I was going to be late. But if you're going to say, my country comes first and before anything else, then he wouldn't have played for Man United in that game. It, it, it's pretty simple. You can't, both, both scenarios don't stack up. Mm. It's, it's as simple as that. I, I, there's a lot going on here. And, and while yeah, I, I understand and, and kind of supported the, the, what, what seemed to be a, a dialogue and the understanding between the Cameroon FA and Manchester United and, and Onana to allow him to stay and, and, and play that game and then travel late, then he doesn't make the starting lineup, which seemed to be a bit of a surprise to him. Not a surprise at all to Rigobert Song, who said that was always the plan. Onana seems to voice some concern around that. Which, which then suggests to me that Song was never that much on board with him, at the very least, arriving late, let alone coming back into the squad after what happened uh, at the World Cup in 2022. So there's... there's and, and I felt just the way that he, he left and the way that he was brought back in, I wondered if that kind of undermined Song's authority within the national team. And it, it shows that this was less about the coach in Rigobert Song and more about Cameroonian officials and Onana doing a deal to bring him back in. Once you start undermining the coach in that way, you're asking for a whole lot of trouble. And that's what it's kind of building to be. Uh, Rigobert Song was asked about uh, Onana playing tomorrow. And he says for Andre Onana, we'll see his form to see if he can play. Everything will depend on him. In this situation, Frank, you don't really want Onana coming out and saying anything, do you? Because it's not going to help. Of course it's not. Um, the coach already made his decision, and I, and I agree with Shaka. I think that's the problem with some with some con- with some countries in a, in a, in in the, this tournament, where some people are deciders where they shouldn't. They should let the coach deciding. And I think it was from Rigover song very clear that Onana is uh, number two, and uh, and he shouldn't play for Manchester United, he shouldn't come and take the private jet and he shouldn't make he shouldn't make any comment. Especially a comment doesn't make any doesn't mean anything because he says um, two things completely opposite. Mm. That uh, the, the 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 country comes first but I want to play for Manchester United and and come the last time at the last moment. So yeah don't say anything because otherwise you're gonna you're going to put everybody in, a, in, a, in the middle of something that we don't want to go because it doesn't help the team to grow, the team to, uh, to, to, to be united. It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody, especially your position. And, and this position is not clear. It doesn't make it clear. It doesn't help the coach to make it clear. So it's not useful. Would you start him tomorrow, Shane? It looks like he will start. Um, I, I'll be honest. If it were me... If I were in, in, in charge of Cameroon, I wouldn't have him in the squad. Not, not what happened in 2022. I, I simply wouldn't. But I, again, I, I think this is more about Cameroonian FA officials getting into a conversation with Onana because they, they believe he's the best, best right. goalkeeper. And, and you could certainly make that argument, given the level that, that he's playing at, um, wanting him in the squad. Um, but 
successful successful teams it takes a lot more than the best 11 players it, it, it takes everybody buying into whatever the coach selling everybody kind of having each other's backs and once you walk out on a team once I, i'm not sure how how you mend those bridges and if i'm the coach and you walk out of my team you're not coming back if you could change coach and come back in fine right but if i'm the coach if i'm still the coach I'm not having you back. And, and you know, it, it smacks of a sort of one rule for one and, and a different rule for others sort of mentality. And when you've got the other players in the squad who are there preparing for it and he's, he's off doing what he's doing for Man United and getting dispensation to do so and then walks him back in, making big statements as if he's the big cheese of the whole scenario. Don't worry, everything's fine, lads, I'm back. Mm. It, it, it just doesn't sit well about, and particularly not with uh, preparation. Preparation is, is huge. And you want everybody there, right? You want everybody there before it. You want to get everybody and you want to get a sense of, 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 of you know, form and how everybody's gelling. And it's such a big tournament. It's not like it's some small thing for, for the, uh, the African countries. This is huge for them. Mm. And so I'm, I'm just a believer that whether he's either in the squad or he was mm. out the squad. And once he was in the squad, whether we agree with that or not, he doesn't play in that game. He's there. He's building up to this competition like the rest of his teammates. And then Regabert Song decides then if he's the number one or not. Uh, just to remind you, you can always check out Extra Time over on our YouTube channel where the boys uh, stay late to answer your questions. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Meanwhile, the USA Player of the Year is Christian Pulisic. Over 50% of the votes, votes went for the Milan player beating Yunus Musa and Ricardo Pepe. Meanwhile, Gignac, who's been scoring goals for fun, hasn't he, since making that move to Liga MX. This is his 200th goal here uh, for Tigres. And they'll be discussing that um, at length and the uh, decision to give Pulisic the Player of the Year award on the latest edition of Football Americas, which is available on ESPN+. Meanwhile, we saw the Spanish Super Cup last week. It's the Italians' turn this time round. Napoli with a 3-0 victory over Fiorentina would book a place in Monday's final. They will face either Inter or Lazio. They face off on Friday. Uh, a lot more on that, I'm sure, on the uh, latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast. That is available now. Be sure to check it out. Meanwhile, Jordan Henderson has left Saudi Arabia and joined the Eredivisie, uh, signing for Ajax until 2026. Uh, things in Saudi Arabia clearly didn't work out for the former Liverpool captain. Maybe he's, maybe he's trying to build, uh, grow the game in Holland now. Well. <laughs> Yeah. We've tried to grow it in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> I bet it was a short grow. Uh, you can see him in action on Sunday, that's at 10.45 Eastern preceding then. Uh, PSV, of course, are going to win the title this season, taking on Utrecht. Not that no, no Jordan's here. Oh, you think so? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that is it. Uh, that brings us to the end of today's show, but fear not. Uh, extra time... Have I been cynical? About what? 
Jordan no. Henderson. Uh, no, I think there are plenty of singing Because he went to Saudi Arabia to grow yeah. the game. Well, yes, exactly, and he didn't like... Hot-footed it. Didn't Bosch. like it. Never Bosch. had you gone as a cynic Craig. No, exactly, definitely. Now, Frank is back with us in a moment for Extra Time. Which is next. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Frank cannot hear Frank. us. It doesn't look like. Or can you, Frank, blink twice if you can hear us. Frank, like no, nap. it's all gone Frank. wrong. That's all right. Get, get uh, rid of Frank. No, get rid of Frank. We'll sort that out. We're on to our what sixth hour together here. Beautiful. A lovely day we've I've had. I've loved every moment. Of I know. Shaka accused us of hiding his parfait yes. for no reason. No, not hiding it. That's been the highlight, guys. But then all we did was walk out the room where we were watching. Yeah. You all just look guilty. Well, Both of you. You well. look guilty. I left him parfait and I thought. It's not a good idea. What, you, <laughs> what I will admit today is you've done some troughing. Yeah, because <laughs> you brought food brought and then them. bought a salad, but then... Uh, I had two meals. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Pete. Oh, hello. That's Jim the oldest phone. Did somebody go out and somebody... Oh, Rotary so phone. Frank. Rockford Fails. <laughs> hello. Hey, uh, Jim, Jim Rockford here. Um, what the hell was that? Which one of them picks up the tab when they all go out for dinner in Connecticut together? We haven't it's, been out for a while. We haven't been out for a while, but... Yeah, we know doesn't. I hear the guy by <laughs> <laughs> Frank's back. Frank's back. At least, at least his mic is no, closed. No, I'm not patting myself in the back here. Yes. Nobody right. else. Yes. Pat it for me. <laughs> Pat it for me. <laughs> Do you remember when you all went out for the Christmas curry? Yeah, and you called ahead and paid for us all. And I yeah. didn't go because I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. And you guys were all there and, and tell, me, tell Frank to shut up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> let him go. No. And I called up the curry house yeah. and I paid for everybody. Yes, oh. you did. Yeah, so, well done. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. They don't want it to pass out for the back. Say that. that. That was 2009 and this is the first time we're hearing of it. <laughs> no, but how many other people in our, in our oh, crew that's true. have done that? Yeah. And, and it wasn't just you lot. It yeah, was more right. important. Yes. <laughs> No, no, it no. was, the, it was uh, the boys and girls behind the scenes. Re, 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 like really, you really shouldn't pat yourself on the back, Craig. I know. Really Have should. you ever done that? So humble. <laughs> no. Tell you what, you're just a taker. Uh, so that's it, just take. <laughs> take, take, take. Now, there's some on the other side of the coin, aren't there, what when it comes the to picking up the tab? Who, who pays? There's a, well, were, there's a few people in our group. Yes. Uh, and I must say, we're not... No. We're not one of them. We're not part of them. There no. are at least, I would say... Two or three people, right? Maybe more <laughs> that work in their department who are some of the meanest, <laughs> tightest, just yeah, terribly Scrooge-esque. Is that a word? Yeah, Scrooge-esque. I think you say that. Yes. I mean, bothering on. Well, yeah. it's not even bothering. Just embarrassing. Yes. You know, I think people that's that right. would, people that just what's that? The Simpsons when he just morphs into the hedge. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. morph into the a hedge when a when a when a bill comes. Yes. How did Landon Donovan describe David Beckham's arms? He had dinosaur arms when it came to the bill, wasn't it? Oh, you yeah. Go. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, there we are. It's right, Frank. Now that I've patted myself in the back. It's Frank here. Frank, we're talking about who picks up the tab when we go. Out. Frank's very generous, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Frank. Frank's very good in that way. I, I'm, I'm here, guys, but I don't see you, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you could, well, how can you? Well, why do you have to see us to understand what we're talking about? Surely your ears work. Oh, 
Well, because I've been cut off on top of it, so you have to go back to the uh, to the essence of your, your, your the beginning of your conversation from uh, for me to understand. Right, what right, you're talking right, about. Right, 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 in 1973, let's not redo that, everyone. Please. I tell you what, you do you do a good job, and you get and you get. The question is, which one of you picks up the tab when you all go out for dinner in Connecticut together? And I'm saying you're very generous. You'll pick up the tab, no problem. Right. This is yeah, big. I pick right. up everything you want. You know, when yeah. I go to the restaurant, you know me. I pay for everybody, and yes. uh, I'm very generous. Well, yeah. we also yeah. know those people that pick up Frank's fries. Very. Yeah, yeah that's where that's when a colleague of ours picked fries off Frank's, <laughs> Frank's dinner plate. Oh, you're back! You're back! I see you. Oh. Oh, there you are, the Zoom's Right, let's move on. Uh, why, what, <laughs> why, what, what would they choose? Good playing time at relatively smaller club or being at a big, ironic club with less playing time? Jack? A big, iconic club, surely. <laughs> Nobody plays for a big, ironic club. <laughs> <laughs> could let it go. Let no, it go. No, it's been a long day, Daniel. It has. It's getting longer. Um, it, it depends on where you are in your career. But I think largely you, you choose playing time at a, at a smaller club. Yeah. What about you? Well, it depends how much playing time that is right. at the big club. Yes, if it's Calvin Phillips, you're out. Oh, right, if it's Calvin Phillips type, type playing time, which is literally zero, apart yes. from the odd appearance, then no. Smaller club, game If time. you're Jack Grealish, are you OK with what's happened this season? Yeah, Jack Grealish had an injury and he had some extra time off in the summer, and so he didn't come back fully fit. And I, I think Grealish is fine, particularly, I think if Grealish didn't have the season he had last mm. season, it would have been more frustrating, right? But I think he's got. To, he's just got to be patient. I think he. I kind of feel that he understands that the manager thinks a lot of him, but there are just options at the moment. Uh, Frank, what would you prefer? Um, um, well, a, a smaller club where I can play because yeah. uh, um, being on the field is the most important thing for me, and uh, being on the bench, um, waiting for the for sometimes to play. It's not enough. It wasn't wasn't enough for me. It wouldn't have been enough for me. So yeah, uh, it's nice. Maybe at the end of your career, you know, if you you you've done everything and you like uh, Modric and uh, and um, and Cross, where you play one game or out of three, that's fine. But uh, during your career, you want to play. Shaka, did you ever get bored in goal, where your team's offense dominated the game? How do goalkeepers keep themselves occupied when the ball is at the other end? Yeah, I, no, I, I don't. I don't think you necessarily get bored. Oh, what did you do? Huh? How to entertain yourself? I run around a lot. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, on that, so back, back, back in our day before all this technology, we had ProZone, which would Correct. kind of track your running, right? Okay. But but not a whole lot else. So when the ball was up the other end, I used to be running up and down in the box, and then we come out with the stats on the Monday morning. I'd run more than half the team. I'd run. It was great. <laughs> That was that was the highlight of my uh, yeah. There you are. Jim used to do that at Derby. Jim Smith, not run. <laughs> right. We had the pro zone, and Jim used to on a Monday he'd come in and go, ah, so and so ran 13 kilometres, and so and so ran nine, and I'm upset there going, ah, what a yeah. lot of nonsense. Because <laughs> running around, yes, more than another player is not doesn't necessarily. Doesn't no. And Harry's be good. How how could Shaka be running more than you lot? <laughs> I'm just running up. It's so good. Seriously, when you're a goalkeeper though, and you're at that end, you must be thinking like Saturday, particularly on a Saturday, five o'clock. You're in the bottom. No, keeper. no. I know exactly where you're going with this. Carry on. No, I. <laughs> Shaka, no, where are your power rankings? Did you misplace the hat you used to pick the teams from? 
No, I took a little bit of a winter break. A winter break? Yes, because Germany were an extended winter break, I've got to, you know... Well, take... what it was, the machine couldn't cope with some of the teams that he was putting in. Right. Yeah, you had a shocker. Like... Remember when you forgot your owner? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. that was bad. Yeah. Uh, Frank, did you ever oh. have a teammate that you personally couldn't stand, but were glad he was on your team? Craig uh, Burley. No. Yes. No, 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 no. I had a guy. I didn't even, I didn't even, even say hi. When I had a problem with, uh, oh, what was Chris his name? Sutton. Um, uh, Chris, Chris Sutton, exactly. Uh, but I did what I had to do. I was a, um, I was a good teammate. If I had to give him the ball, I, 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 I did what I had to do. Uh, but I always try to do the best for the club and uh, the fans. But uh, yeah, I had many, many players that I played with that I couldn't stand, and Craig wasn't wasn't part of those people. Yeah, I enjoy playing with Craig the season we played together. No, we, we, but that we had no real bad eggs in that at that time. The most, I think, all. I, I don't think there's anybody in that team that Frank and I played in uh, that, that disliked each other. Right. Some got on better than others, but I don't think anybody. Uh, Disliked each other, the British guys and the right. What about you? Foreign guys, no. I don't really. I can't remember playing with anybody that I would say I despised. Wow. I, I and you despise quite a lot of people, so that's why. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, actually, <that's laughs> equally. You just despise people equally. Well, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that but no, I. I uh, no, you've had to have been. Because you got to understand, right? When when you're in a dressing room. It, it takes all sorts. Right. You have to understand that, right? Not everybody is a drinker. Not everybody is married. Not everybody does this. Not everybody trains as hard. It, it, it takes, you know, not everybody wants to socialise if you're going out. You, can, right. you can't get upset with people. It is, it, it is wow. what it is. Wow. I so, told so, you. I, so how, how has that not carried into your so career un afterwards? So understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it is. Just not here. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? I am understanding. I come in, I do the job. I get frustrated when when I, when I think people are a bit slack. Right. And 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 I speak the truth. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> truth there. There's, there's something wrong with speaking uh, the truth. Go on, Shaka. Tell the story again. Oh, I like this story. Come with Costas Chakas. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, the goalie. Yeah. What is that, Poppy? But I mean, obviously, him being another goalie, we didn't play in the same team. He, he just wouldn't talk to me. From day one? From day one. From day one. Who was there first? Wow. I was there first. Right. And, and then um, he, he came in on the back of Greece winning the Euros. Okay. Even though he didn't play a single minute. He was okay. the third string goalkeeper for, for Greece. But <laughs> so they bring him in and he just wouldn't talk. And at first, at first I didn't realise. But then I noticed I, I would just come in and say, good morning to everybody. And he would, he would never say it back. Right. So I started, every time I come in, I'd make a point to find him wherever he was. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and always go and say good morning and tell everybody, look, look, I'm going to say good morning to Costas. Right. And then go and say, morning Costas. And he would just totally blank me. And then the, the, the most, the, the, the most obvious one was we, we, we trained one day. It was just myself and Ricardo Fuller left in, left in, in and, and Costas left in, in, the, in the dressing room. Right. And he got up and said, uh, See you tomorrow, Ricardo. I just, I just walked out. I just walked out. I left there like, my Costas! Bye! <laughs> and did it ever change? Never. Never said a word to me. Not wow. once. I said good morning to him. But do you know day. why? 
No, I have absolutely no idea. And are you still in touch? <laughs> I sent him a Christmas card. He was like, I sent him a Christmas card. He made, he made it back. Oh, that would be return to them. That's fantastic. But you train together, obviously. We train together every single day. Wouldn't talk to me. Didn't say a word. And every single day, I, I would, I would say as much as I could to him. It was uh, so much fun. Uh, who's calling me now? <laughs> Steve. Steve Nicol. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was either going to be Steve or, or Costas. Uh, uh, <laughs> Why don't you answer it? No, no, no because we don't know. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what stage of the day is that? Now, I just wonder, you know, after all these years, it is a bit of a shock that between the hours of usually 6 and 7.30, there's usually a live show. Yes. A yep. daily show. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we're on and sometimes we're not. But when he's not on the show, the show is still actually happening. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he sent me a message. Oh, dear. Shall I see what the message says? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Says. He wasn't here in 2009. I think we should have been a bit, bit loose with that story. Uh, yeah. so, so he's watching, but he's still calling. <laughs> Well, I've got a text message as well. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Okay, final question. Why do you guys hate Chelsea so much? They're having a tough time, but you guys slaughter them every day, especially Craig. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> do you want me to do a prism? Oh, they've won four, four on the bounce, haven't they? realise this show, we analyse games, we analyse teams. Yeah. I don't know if they've... Who is it? They've worked that out yet. What do you want us to Rocket. say? It's a circus. Right. We just sit here and go, isn't this wonderful? These signings are all great. I mean, I've even been in the... <laughs> Positivity corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you beat... When you, when you beat the mighty Middlesbrough... Uh, or lose to Middlesbrough, whatever it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, lose one nil. Uh, meanwhile, let's uh, let's uh, focus now on what happened in in Madrid. Uh, Sid Lowe is joining us now. Sid still in? Uh, pit, pit side. Uh, he's still with us. Uh, just to confirm that Real Madrid uh, have been fantastic everywhere, but the Metropolitano they've lost both of their matches. Of course, today getting knocked out of the Copa del Rey. The reason I bring up is because Sid now finally uh, joins us uh, from that tie. Uh, Sid, long day for you. It's going to get longer now. Well, it's going to get longer, what? Because I've got to talk to you lot. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. I, I don't mind that. I was, I was just trying to work out, by the way, if, if, if Steve Nichols on the show, does the show, not on the show, Rob, does the show actually happen? Well, I'm not sure it does, you know. We have absolutely no idea what happens in that match. Right? Absolutely none. Oh, what do you want me to do with Sid? Has he got interviews to tell me what's going on, Pete? We have nothing in English, brilliant, okay. Uh, Sid, you spoke to Griezmann and Simeone, <laughs> both in Spanish, that helps us. Uh, Griezmann obviously delighted. Yeah, well, um, I, I should probably hold up my hands here and say that I didn't speak to Griezmann or Simeone. Martin Einstein spoke Brilliant. to Griezmann and Simeone for us. I did stand and listen, and it was very good fun listening to both of them. And, and yeah, Griezmann was very, very pleased. And it, I think, obviously, one of the striking things is, is just the, the level of performance from the Griezmann. The fact that in that extra time period, he was able to outrun uh, Vinicius and then finish. Of course, the night started with that celebration of him being given the shirt with 174 on the back, because that's the number of goals he scored for Atletico Madrid, which presumably means he's got to throw that shirt away 
now and get one that says 176 yep. on it instead. He's now, obviously, he's the, the top scorer in, in Atletico's entire history. And this was huge tonight, by the way. And I should point out, you've just mentioned those, those post-game interviews. So to get down in time for them, you, you, you sometimes have to leave your position early. So I saw Griezmann's goal that made it 3-2. I didn't see the, the Raquel May goal that made it 4-2 because by then I was down in the interview position, which is just underneath the stand by the tunnel. You could see the legs running down because you're sort of looking down the stairs. When it went in, genuinely, I don't think I've ever heard a noise like it. It was extraordinary. So I didn't see it, but I sure heard it. Uh, so we were talking about it. You could just feel the atmosphere was just immense tonight overall, Sid. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I was actually thinking this, you know, in, in, in the first half and even a little bit into the second half. We, you know, this has been set up, hasn't it, as, as three Madrid derbies in a row, as a trilogy. So you start with a Super Cup, then you have this game, and then you have the two teams play each other in the league in about a week's time. So you get three derbies in three weeks in three different competitions. And it's kind of all built together, and they kind of feel like they go hand in hand. And I was thinking even in the first half today, when the, when the if you like, the entertainment level and the fun wasn't as high as it had been in the Super Cup. It wasn't as, you know, it was kind of wasn't as, as wild. It wasn't as, as, as exciting. And yet you still felt in the stadium, but it's better. It's better because it's tense, because it feels like it matters, because there's a noise, because it feels like this is a proper derby played in Madrid. And I do genuinely think that plays a part. The mm. fact that it's in Madrid and not in Saudi Arabia, the fact that it's a bigger stadium, the fact in truth that the Copa del Rey matters more than the Supercopa. But even in those minutes when the game wasn't as good in terms of number of chances, in terms of goals and stuff, it was better. And then, of course, when you get the extra time and you do get that goals and you, those goals and you do get the drama, you think the whole package was fantastic. And this felt like a proper game that properly mattered. And I'll be honest with you, when it got to extra time, when Real Madrid scored that second to make it 2-2, and, and you just sort of thought, this is the never-ending story for Atletico Madrid, isn't it? Yeah. They think they've done it. They go 1-0 up, then they go 2-1 up. They get pegged back both times. You think, there's absolutely no way they win this in extra time. And this time they did. Eight games in a row between these two teams that have gone to extra time. Every single final or knockout game played between these two clubs in the Diego Simeone era has gone to extra time. Every single one of them. This is only the third time that Atletico have won it. If, if this is the second time in a week, right. we have interrupted right. extra time <laughs> yes. to bring football analysis in. <laughs> yes, I know. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm struggling to get on board with this. If Sid can't get to his position in time... I am refusing from now on to interrupt the nonsense of extra time <laughs> yeah. to go back and break a game down. He didn't even do any interviews. This is, this, I was going to say, this is easily solved anyway, isn't it? By all means, wait for me, but just don't stop doing extra time. I'll just come in and listen to the nonsense. I'd much rather talk about Steve's head and whatever's going on in there <laughs> yeah. than talk about this well, game tonight. We would tonight. rather you didn't get to your position. Come up with some excuse. Producer wouldn't have to go to you. We'd crash on here. Right. Bosh. Yeah, that's done. it. Um, uh, quickly, Sid, last, last point. Have you seen our favourites from the Copa del Rey? You serious. You would think so, wouldn't you, given the teams that are still in it, particularly if the draw <laughs> keeps drawing them at home. I think that would be the key thing. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Sid. Much, much appreciated. That Thanks is for it. Coming. You lock up now, Sid. Uh, just My pleasure. Turn off the lights. That's it. Perfect. Th thank you very much, uh, Sid's heading to Seville this weekend uh, for Real Betis, who take on Barcelona. Big game uh, for Xavi oh, there. Gosh. That's in a sandwich of Real Madrid against Al Maria, Girona against Sevilla. All those games live on ESPN+. That Promos. is it. Promos now. On extra That's time. it. We're done now. It's all right. It's 
Wait, just, and, just let us go. Uh, ESPN FC back on your screens uh, tomorrow. Stevie will be in the studio. <laughs> so, so hopefully he won't phone in. I was hearing two of those. Uh, that is it. So thank you, Frank. Good night.